Ball. And I'm Sam Von Tobel. And today we're going to be tweeting about Twitter. Oh, that's a fun little play on words you just did there. I like that. <laughs> we are going to dive into some of the things that I love, hate, and should do better on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is, is really a social media platform that I think in its early days before people really started seeing the potential of Twitter and, you know, what it has ultimately turned into, um, it was a bit of a polarizing uh, social platform, and, and I would I would lump myself into that category. Of one of those who didn't love it. Yeah, I just felt in the early days before, like I said before, we really tapped into the potential for businesses and, and growing yourself as a professional, I always saw it as just a very vain sort of method of self-expression that I was just like, nah, not interested. You know, it's funny because um, I've been on Twitter since 2008, and when I first started, it was a lot like watching paint dry. I wasn't following enough people. Nothing was happening. And then I kind of hit critical mass, and I think that's the thing is that until you're following a few hundred people, it's not necessarily all that interesting because there's not enough happening. Mm -hmm. But at that size, you really start to have some nice conversations. And for as a company, we used to rely on it very heavily as our primary kind of conversation, our, our primary social network, and then it wasn't anymore. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> well, you know, we got busy doing other things, and also a lot of the team members here who had been very active on Twitter left, and I had a new group of folks, you included, mm -hmm. who didn't really love Twitter. Yeah, I, but I, you know, I've, I've grown. I've grown to love it. The more I've, the more I've used it. I've, I've actually been managing the uh, Round Peg official Twitter account the last couple months, and uh, yeah, just having fun with it. And you know, that is um, for I think a business owner that wants to grow Twitter and wants to grow the, their kind of presence on Twitter and really take advantage of it. You can't do it all yourself. Mm -hmm. How you make Twitter fun and how you make your company fun is by getting your employees engaged on Twitter and actually putting you in charge of Twitter if I do say so myself was absolutely brilliant <laughs> well I appreciate that <laughs> you know I, I've, I've, I've said it before in, in blog posts and, and I'll say it again success on Twitter is really in the details if you don't have you can schedule tweets ahead of time you can you know do some broad work like that but if you don't at least dedicate certain amount of time every day to get on to organically post stuff to interact with your community to you know start up conversations to join conversations you're not going to get anything out of twitter absolutely unlike the other social platforms twitter is very interactive and the more you talk to people the more interaction you get back i kid when i say you know the best thing i did putting you in charge of twitter but really it was brilliant because you didn't necessarily love Twitter, but by having to do it regularly for us, it be you began to kind of see, I think, how you could have fun with it and how you could be creative. And there are a lot of people that, that think that the Roundpeg Twitter account is me, and I always say that when I've got somebody else managing it, once you get the rhythm, you do a better job of being me than me. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that, <laughs> but, but, but I'll take it as a compliment. You should. But, okay, so... As we're kind of looking at some of the things that we're doing to kind of tighten up our Twitter, you know, one of the first things that people look at is the bio. What tips would you have and kind of how did you tweak your bio to make it more interesting to encourage people to follow you? Yeah, I mean, the, the old saying is, you know, you don't get a second chance at a first impression. Well, 
on Twitter, a lot of times your bio is going to be your first impression. One of the biggest things is just doing something. I don't think they have the egg anymore. Uh, I think they've switched that to just a very generic just profile outline. But it used to be for a while, if you saw that egg on Twitter, you know, that was that was a death sentence. Because this is, this is either obviously a spam, it's a fake, it's someone who's not on there, it's someone who doesn't care. And then the same applies for the actual bio portion. I think uh, you only have uh, 170-some characters to work with. I don't know if they've changed it, but I think that's about right. Yeah, it, it's it's slightly less than your typical tweet now, which they've expanded to the 280 characters. So you still have to put a fair amount of thought and planning into what you're going to put. Um, you know, it's a great place to link to other accounts. You know, on, on my bio, I link to the Roundpeg account. Any hashtags that you're trying to get out there, if, if that's important to you or your brand or your business, it's a great place to include those. And just have an opportunity to inject a little bit of personality. You don't need to be a class clown, but, you know, something that people will see and, you know, something will resonate. Yeah, pique their interest. You know, that's the thing is that, to me, people that put their LinkedIn corporate bio on Twitter, I'm like, you don't really get the platform. It might work on LinkedIn, but Twitter's a whole different animal. And I like, and I've always done this, in, in my Twitter bio, I put some of the things that I write about. So I think it says, foodie, photographer, marketing geek. So if you read those things, you're like, oh, I'm going to see pictures, mm-hmm. I'm going to see stuff on food, and I'm going to find a little bit of marketing info. Yeah, I, I think giving people a... A taste or a tease or a sneak peek of what they should expect. Even if you don't outright say, I will be tweeting pictures of food, I will be tweeting pictures of, of so-and-so. Some way to kind of give them an idea because incentive or an advisory, you know, if, if they follow you, you know. Absolutely. When you're talking about kind of scheduling time for Twitter, we do a lot of pre-scheduled tweets from the business perspective. I don't do it as much on my personal. Same. Having those pre-scheduled tweets allows me to be visible all day long, but then only kind of hop in once or twice a day when I really have some time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, As we talked about earlier, how important it is to be active, it's also equally important to just be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's where those pre-scheduled tweets, where you don't want to lean on them like a crutch, it can be a very important and effective part of your Twitter strategy. Just if you're not in the timeline five, six times a day, again, you're not going to get much out of it. Now, one of the things that I do, and I use a lot of different tools, I use Hootsuite if I want to bulk upload a lot of tweets from the company or from my personal account, but I also like Buffer. And what Buffer allows me to do is see something in the timeline and retweet it, not necessarily now, but in a couple of hours. And I will use Buffer or Hootsuite, particularly if I only have a little time every day to hop in and I see five or six things I want to retweet. Well, I don't necessarily want to bomb my feed with five things and then go away. So I will schedule my retweets to show up half an hour from now, an hour from now, two hours from now. So that information gets shared, but staggered over a little bit longer period of time. The other thing is Twitter right now has really embraced photos and gifts and the timeline I love and hate it because I'm old school Twitter I like 140 characters I I like to see people getting creative 
and being very pithy and very short. But the platform has changed, and I think you do a really good job of using GIFs. How do you do that? And then kind of what, what rules do you use to add GIFs to posts? So, yeah, I was, I was writing a completely different blog post a little while back, and I was just doing a little bit of research and found that there was a surprising statistic out there uh, as it correlated to people seeing visuals and comprehending information. Lorraine, I'm not sure if you knew this or not. Did you know that 90% of the information transmitted from the brain, or to the brain rather, is visual? Do you know why I know that? Why is that? Because it's in a constant contact presentation. Is it really? It, yeah, um, they use that same data point. But uh, but yeah, if, if I didn't have to use that slide in that presentation, I would never have known that. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a good deal, good deal. But it's just the idea of how strong adding a visual element to your content is. That's why on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, just putting words is not nearly as effective as accompanying it with uh, an image or a video or a GIF. And a really nice thing about Twitter is they have that Giphy plugin where you can just literally grab a GIF, you know, straight from Twitter. When I do it, you know, I, I look for something related. It doesn't necessarily have to be funny. Just that little visual association with the content that I'm putting out really gives the idea, the information that you're giving out, a better chance to really stick to and jump out of the timeline as opposed to just a little line of text. You know, the funny thing is that when I first started using and trying to use GIFs, I would search Giphy for a noun. I would search for a picture of a cat or a dog. And what I have found, and it works really well on Twitter, is I actually search for the word that pops into my head that was going to be the response. Like, in other words, if you said to me that statistic, Lorraine, did you know that 90% of, of all you know input to the brain is visual? And maybe in my head, I'm like, awesome. Well, I'll type in the word awesome, and suddenly or disappointment. And mm -hmm. actually those emotion gifts are really compelling and funny. Yeah. And going straight to Giphy, you can actually create your own gifts if you have image files or video files or stuff like that. So you don't you're not totally dependent on what they have in their category. Um, you can also just create simple text gifts where you're just presenting words but they will animate so you know still that visual element. Wow. Yeah I, I think that GIFs and videos and pictures are definitely transforming Twitter, but it is still about very, it's very much about real-time conversation and very much about interaction. Yeah, uh, definitely. When a conversation is happening, as opposed to just liking a post, no one's going to see a liked post on Twitter. If you are going back and forth and having a conversation, retweeting, getting retweeted, that content isn't just going back and forth people who are connected with the person that you're having that conversation with are seeing this conversation develop. So that's just a way to get in other people's timelines in front of other people's feeds. And I think one of the best extensions of that is to participate in blog chats. Mm -hmm. They take, or, or Twitter chats, they, they take a little bit of adjusting to kind of get to the rhythm of somebody posting a question, but it's a really nice way to connect with a lot of people, meet a lot of different people online, who've got similar interests. Yeah, and it's just as simple as including the relevant hashtag to whatever the chat is. Absolutely. So 
if somebody is thinking about getting on Twitter, couple of quick tips for them. A couple of quick tips. Yeah, uh, like you said, I would definitely spend some time researching how something like Buffer or Hootsuite could really help them out. Staying in the timeline is crucial, and you don't always have the time of day to be jumping in and out of Twitter 500 times. Setting up scheduled tweets, great. Include a visual element, whether it's a video, a picture, a GIF, a graphic, anything. Not only does it help with the visual association, but it just jumps out of the timeline. The post is bigger than other, than other posts that are just texts. I think those are all really good tips. And if you are curious about what a corporate Twitter account looks like, be sure to look for Roundpeg on Twitter and say hello to Sam while you're doing it. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Actually, I have a contest running for all of the team members at Roundpeg. Everybody has a fan growth goal. So I'm going to actually include the Twitter handles of all of our team members. Follow them, say hello, interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. If you've enjoyed today's show, be sure to look for us wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.